welcome to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, a board game enthusiast, evangelist, and content creator. Tabletop Tonight is recorded live on Twitch. Hi, friends. Welcome to Ruel's Wrap-Up. This is a monthly show that I do and talk about the games and rank them um, that I played last month. So uh, be sure to watch this live on Twitch um, every First Monday of the month, I'm actually recording this on Sunday because of the uh, July 4th holiday. But happy to have you here. Let's jump right into it. Uh, this month, I'm going to start off things a little differently. I'm going to talk about uh, games I talk, uh, played on Board Game Arena. And the first one, actually, I played with my friend Matt from the Silver Metal Tavern uh, over on Rado's channel. We played uh, Lumen for the Lost World. Uh, this is a game on BGA. It's the new one from Bruno Cathala. It's a re-implementation of Trek 12. So it's a roll and write game. And it's an area control game. Really interesting mix of... Um, mechanisms um i liked it i want to play it a few more times before i really give it uh you know my like final like numerical ranking because there's a few things where i felt like i was a little confused by it but it's really i mean it's neat how the area control works and the fact that you roll the dice and you either take the dice at face value or you add them subtract them or multiply them and i thought that was really fascinating and just that alone, I'm like, that's a lot of math for me. I'm not a math person, but I really did enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, that's one of my highlights uh, for um, uh, Board Game Arena for the month of June. So these are all the games I've played in June. Uh, the next one I played, now I'm gonna show you the analog version. Um, I played My Shelfie with my friend uh, Julie uh, a couple of months ago. But I played My Shelfie a bunch on BGA this past month, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, the implementation is really smart. It's really smooth, uh, just like the game itself. Um, the only thing I would say, I wish there was a little more colorblind help, because I always mix up the plants, and I think it's the, let's see, plants and the trophies. Um, luckily for me, I've learned how to just, you know, I look at the pictures and the trophies and plants, but there's a couple of trophies, I swear, when I just quickly glance at them, they look like plants. But anyways, uh, this is Connect Four for Gamers. It's a fantastic game. It's from Phil Walker-Harding, praise be. Uh, wonderful, wonderful um, set collection game with a little spatial awareness to it where you want to have similar tiles next to each other, like all the games on your shelf together, all the cats together, and so forth. Then, of course, you have public goals where you want certain things to line up, as well as your own private goals where you want certain items on certain spots of the shelf. It's wonderful. Michelle and I really enjoy this one. I've been playing a lot with uh, friends on Board Game Arena. So, hey, be sure to check the show notes below for our link to our Discord. You can join and play with us. Um, uh, that is my shelfie. All right, the next one that I really enjoyed on Board Game Arena was lucky numbers now this is our friend uh jesse and his friends on iheart board games they're playing the analog version i've played i started playing this uh digitally on board game arena and here's the thing i totally messed up this game because i forgot about a a, a crucial rule so what you're doing it's um you're just randomly picking um uh four leaf clovers to place on your garden and these have to go in numerical order, uh, ascending, so one through up to 20. And you want those going across and uh, down, um, but you can, you know, skip numbers if you're, um, and that's fine. And the funny thing is, I totally forgot about the rule that you can swap numbers in and out. So I was just taking numbers and placing them down on the board, not realizing I could take a number and exchange it with a number that was previously placed. So there was a time when I had some really bad numbers to start, 
like basically a one, a three, a five, and a seven, which is impossible to do with all those different numbers. And I just sort of gave up on the game. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose this game. And I just laughed. Then I was, you know, I was playing with uh, our community manager, Razor, and some other friends from um, the uh, Discord. And they said, oh, no, the, uh, there's a rule that where you can swap things in, in and out. And I was like, what the? So that totally gave me, a, I was like, okay, now I was, I was feeling sort of dumb. But anyways, Michelle and I love this game. We actually, so I played it on BGA last month on, um, you know, uh, with friends on uh, Discord and BGA. Michelle and I, I actually, because of this game on BGA, I played with, also with Rodney Smith and uh, Monique and Naveen and what you played. We all really love this game. And Rodney and I, actually, on the same day, we ordered it, um, you know, um, and I got mine in. It just sat for about a few weeks. Last night, Michelle and I played nine straight games of Lucky Numbers. It's so much fun. And we're going to be bringing it to my brother's house for our uh, 4th of July celebration. So that's another game that we really enjoyed. Uh, that is um, my or Lucky Numbers uh, on Board Game Arena. So th that's just, uh, those are just a few of the games I played. Let me see, on Board Game Arena this past month, I played 28 different games in June. Those are just the highlights. Um, so let's get to the analog games that I played this month. Starting with number six, uh, I soloed this one on my stream. Oh, I, I still love this game. I think it's fantastic. Um, it still holds up. Uh, this is It's a Wonderful World um, by uh, from Lucky Duck Games. Oh, so, I mean, this is like, the jam if you like card drafting and um you know engine building so good uh here's the uh a twitch play or a twitch run through that i did i played the solo game i have the solo uh or i have the campaign uh game um uh was it war war or peace and i'm gonna get back into that because i've only done like one or two of those and i need to finish that I really enjoy this. So, you know, you have cards, you're gonna draft them. Uh, the solo variant is really clever how they did it. You basically have piles of uh, cards that you can pick up. And if you happen to not like the cards you get, you could trade two cards in for five more from the top of the, like the huge deck. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's a great way of cycling through the deck so you know because these type of games you know the fewer players you have the fewer cards you can go through well with the solo they really fix that uh with this so as you draft cards you're gonna you know you, some of them will give you resources use those resources to build other um buildings in your empire those will give you victory points in different victory conditions it's a wonderful world it's so good i absolutely enjoy it i'm gonna take a sip of tea because my uh throat is um starting to get trashed here well, hopefully that's not too bad. Okay, so that's my number six for the uh, for the month of June. Uh, thank you again for hanging out with me. I'm recording this live on Twitch, folks. Ruel's wrap it once a month. Let's go to our number five. Again, not a very busy month for me uh, as far as gaming online. I've been uh, working a bunch, but my number five was a paid preview uh, that we did for Brotherwise Games. Michelle and I we played this during Tabletop Live Network Overboss Duel. Or as like Michelle was calling it, Overboss Duel with Ruel. Um, <laughs> another fantastic tile lane game. We're big fans of tile lane. We're huge fans of the original. And what Overboss Duel does, the really cool thing, instead of your own separate boards, you have a shared board now. So there is a little bit of take that. So you got to be aware of that because you can place tiles on your opponent's side and vice versa. And those tiles that you place, they might not be the ones that they want on their side, or you know, they could put something on your side that you really don't want. Um, what's really 
cool about this game number not only do they have like brand new um bosses that you just saw there uh, michelle's got king croak this king croak here is actually um a different king croak than the original game so those bosses are specific to overboss duel but each tile here you can use an overboss and vice versa so even though it's a standalone two-player game it's also sort of like an expansion for the original game because you can swap those tiles in and out what i love about these new tiles friends is they do things that um, have, weren't done in the originals. Uh, mainly, you can place a tile, certain tile here. I think it's, is it Icy Peaks? I forget which one. But that tile allows you to move another tile until it hits either the border or another tile on the board. And what's that, what's really cool, I was talking about that take that, you can move stuff on your opponent's board and vice versa, they can move it on yours. Or you can move something from your board that you don't like and put it on their side very clever uh the portals have been changed into oh man i forget the name of it um uh not they're not cyclones but anyways they've been replaced by these things where you play you play them just like portals you know uh, you flip over the tile of the mini mini tile but um you can now move other tiles on the board so you have a tile that you can place that moves other tiles and you have the um the spires that's what they're called that allow you to do the same thing but in a different direction Oh, it's it's really wonderful. Uh, the base game is the same. You're still doing the dual draft, uh, drafting a terrain tile to place on the board along with a monster tile. That or, or um, the monster tile also goes on terrain. Or you're gonna grab, depending on what happens, uh, what comes out of the bag. You either have uh, mini monsters, uh, mini bosses, monsters, spires, or crystals. Crystals are for end game scoring. So. If you're an Overboss fan, I you know I think it's a no-brainer to pick up Overboss Duel. Um, I'm really intrigued to play this one solo. And now Overboss Duel doesn't have a solo implementation, but Overboss does, and you can bring these tiles. There's a couple of tiles where you do like minor tweaks for like scoring or abilities, but for the most part, they play just the same. So that's Overboss Duel. That's my number five. I'm gonna take another sip of tea. If you're watching at home on YouTube, have a sip of tea or your favorite beverage um, as well. You gotta stay hydrated, folks all right let's move on to my number four game of the month uh oh this is oh speaking of tile lane this one is a wonderful new tile lane game from our friends at panasaurus this is beacon patrol now the first time i uh played this i so i actually played this on my stream did a solo and the joke was in chat bacon patrol now <clears throat> i don't know who said it but I want to see a Bacon Patrol retheme of this game. It'll be hilarious. But anyways, Beacon Patrol, if you see their lovely art, it's very, got this very chill vibe. And, excuse me, it's got a lot of Carcassonne um, in it. You know, you have tiles that you're just simply laying here. But the trick is, there's a boat, uh, a little physical, like, boat meeple. And you start in the middle, and then every tile that you place has to be adjacent to where the boat is, and then the boat has to be able to travel onto that tile. So it's gotta have some water, and you can't just rotate tiles. Each tile has a specific way that you place on the board, on the table. So it's not like you can rotate, like, oh, here's some water, the boat can go there. No, some of these, you're just gonna get stuck. It's like, oh, there's, only land is on that side where my boat can go. That's unfortunate. So I need to get another tile. Or here's the thing: it's a cooperative game, so you can play with your. Uh, you can ask your fellow players, "Hey, can we trade uh, tiles so I can get this here, get the boat?" And you're just trying to get as many points as possible. And that is every time you surround a tile orthogonally on four sides, touching all four sides. At the end of the game, you get points based on what type of tile that is. If it's ocean, open ocean, you get a point. 
If it is uh, Lighthouse, you get um, three points. And then what's the other? Oh, Boys. If there's a boy there, you get two points. And then there's actually like mini expansions that have come out that are including the game and also some promos as well uh, that add some new things like peers. And I, I forget what the other one was, but I haven't played, <laughs> excuse me, I haven't played those yet, but I really enjoyed this as a solo game. I thought it was um, a really clever Carcassonne-like uh, game, but more puzzly. Um, you know, it really limits you because you cannot rotate those tiles any way you want. Um, so you do have a lot of decisions to make. Now, thankfully, they give you just like uh, the Carcassonne, the OG Carcassonne variant, where instead of taking just one tile and having to place it, they give you three tiles and then you have to place one of them on your turn. <coughs> Solo is very easy to implement as well. Uh, you also, you'll notice there's some propellers propeller tokens there those are movement you could spend one per turn uh, or you can spend up to four per turn to um move your boat around just in case you get trapped i really like that because it, it really does come in handy <coughs> excuse me again folks so beacon patrol not bacon patrol beacon patrol is my number four for the month all right let's move on to the top three that i played this month starting <laughs> oh boy look at that Let's sound that cough folks uh number three time lancers uh this is a paid preview that i did for rado's channel i did the solo game <coughs> excuse me now unfortunately right after this aired and i'm sort of bummed about it <coughs> the game was canceled um it's such a clever game too and I was bummed because it, you know, was canceled, but I'm still going to talk about the game because I think it's a great game. Um, it's got this really clever tableau building where you are placing events from the t uh, past into your time machine. And depending on how you play that in your tableau or your time machine, that's going to ripple and change cards or other events in your tableau and is going to give you special abilities, give you resources and whatnot. I just think it's so neat the way they've done this game. You go into the main, or you see the hexes there, top left. You're going to uh, travel around there, gather resources. Okay, pretty straightforward. But then it's when you're getting those events, that's where the game really shines. It is so um, puzzly. And the gameplay itself, it's really easy to pick up. You go, it's uh, got a little worker placement. You go down to your time machine, do the action. But in those events, in your time machine, as you're putting them in there, like I said... As you, you know, change events in the past, that can have rippling effects and it's going to change your uh, actions and whatnot. And yeah, it's such a bummer. It didn't uh, fund this time, but I know it's going to be back. It's going to be bigger and better. Um, so keep an eye out for that next time when it comes back to um, uh, Kickstarter or uh, whatever crowdfunding platform they decide to, to, to use. That's number three, Time Lancers. Okay. Moving on to number two, uh, this is another one that I played on Rado's channel as um, on his channel, but I've also been playing a bunch of this game on um, Board Game Arena with friends. This is my number two for the month in June, Challengers. Uh, this was a um, recently nominated for the Kenner Spiel, and I had a really nice conversation with someone in Rado's um, community uh, they thought that it was deserving of the Kenner, Kenner Spiel. And Richard and I were like, eh, this is pretty light for a Kenner Spiel. We, we thought it was more of a Spiel to Yaris game. But the more I play it, you know, I'm still going to say it's a Spiel. But I can agree to disagree where this, I can see this being a very light Kenner Spiel. Because on the surface, 
it's basically war, the card game. You just play a number, try to get a higher, a higher total than your opponent. Where this shines is each, um, there's different factions, and you're gonna mix up like six factions to start. And each of those factions had different abilities, uh, obviously different power numbers, and then you're gonna draw and do this really light deck building. Uh, you don't have to worry about currency or anything like that. You just grab the cards you want. You, you get like either one or two per round, and then you're gonna, you can trash or discard or get, uh, take out of the game any cards you like. So it's really, it is like deck building slash hand management. And then when you play, it's basically just whoever, you know, the war. But there is a little bit of push your luck here, as well as um, our friend in uh, Rado's um, community pointed out, where, you know, are you gonna push your luck playing certain cards or, you know, adding certain cards to your deck? Do you wanna mess with, hey, I've only got six spots on my bench, and every time I get knocked out during a round, you know, if someone gets a higher number than me, I have to put my cards onto the bench. There's only six slots. now. If I have like um, cards that are the same, those same cards take only take up one slot. But if I have a bunch of different cards, you know, my deck isn't as thinned out. I have that, you know, I can push my luck and all of a sudden like be out of spots on my bench. If I can't place a card that I've played on my bench, I lose. Likewise, if I have no cards left, I lose. So really interesting mix there. And I think it's why, I think that's the reason why this surprised me. Again, you think you see it on first um, glance, like oh, it's it's war for gamers. But the more I play it, especially online on board game arena, I'm really enjoying this one. I think it's a really clever game, and um, I do like um, the fact that it's tournament style. So I play a game. Let's say we're playing a four-player game. I play a game against player uh, um, number two. Then I, I whoever wins that round, they get placed in a different spot. And we basically play seven rounds of a game, and then the two highest scores play in the championship game. For a tournament-style game, you can play it in 45 minutes. It's fantastic, and I love that. It plays up to eight, and the genius thing here is the solo deck. It's a solo automa deck, so you can actually play this game solo, but the game shines as higher player counts, of course, because you get that tournament feel. And what's great is, even if you have an odd number of players, like let's say we have five players, you can play a six player game with that Automa deck. That way no one has to sit out around like you have a buy, right? No, you are playing the entire time. I love that about Challengers. It's a fantastic game. That's why it's my number two game of the month of June. All right, let's move on to the, the best game that I played in the month of June. And if you know me, if you know my wife, you'll know that this is no surprise. This was a paid preview that I did for Rado's channel. It's a game called Dog Parks with the New Tricks Expansion. We love pugs. We love doggos. We're big fans, and we it really enjoyed. I mean, it was one of our favorite games of the year, uh, do, the original Dog Park. Now, it's basically the same. I mean, the, the New Tricks Expansion keeps the wonderful gameplay from the original, but it adds some nice layers of complexity here and all. First of all, the original game, you are dog walkers, and we love this theme you're bidding to get dogs into your kennel then you go to the park and walk around the park and as you do you gain reputation or victory points because hey everyone's seen how great of a job you're doing wonderful theme the bidding mechanism in this is really clever you go uh first round you're trying to get dogs into your kennel so you're bidding your actual victory points that you have on those dogs so it's a really nice push and pull how many points do i want to give up for you know my future dog walking Oh, I really want that pug. I know Michelle's gonna bid on the pug. 
I need to bid more victory points than her. So it's like a you know secret bidding. You reveal whoever has the most you know takes the dog. But you know then that that in, in itself is wonderful. And with two players, you play with a dummy player or an AI, which um, does some uh, cool things as well. Keeps it a little more you know um, whenever there's like bidding. I don't think it always works with two, but this one does a really good job of it, where they add like um, an AI that you can sort of plan against, but you know. Um, you still have to worry about your uh, opponent as well. So what the expansion does is add super locations, which are these little overlays that you're gonna place on different spots on the dog park, where they give you resources, different abilities, love that. Also, mixed breed dogs, love this. So there's um, gonna be dogs now, the big old deck that you add to the already huge deck of uh, dogs that you have. They're mixed breeds, so they're going to count towards different objectives and different goals and in-game goals and end-game goals for both breeds. So it's a really cool way to, you know, hey, you're not you can have a bunch of toy dogs like pugs, uh, but they can be mixed with other dogs as well. So you're going to be able to get those breed expert awards awards at the end a little more easily. Now the best part I think is the tricks uh, expansion part of it. So the tricks expansion you can see on the left side there. These are tricks that you can teach your dog how to do. And again, it depends on what type of breed, but these tricks either come in uh, play during your kennel, when your dogs are in the kennel, or when they're on the lead or on, you know, get out there on a walk. So again, different types of points, different types of abilities. Uh, you can gather resources more efficiently and so forth. I love the tricks expansion. I think it's so, it's the type of expansion I love where the game, the original base game is still the same, but you add some layers of complexity without having to relearn the whole game over. You know, it's just, hey, we're still bidding, we're still walking our dogs, but now we have this extra option of training a dog. Absolutely love this, and of course the theme, you had us, you had us at dogs, folks. I mean, the dogs, dog park is wonderful. So, that's my number one game of the month. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me, friends, today um, on uh, for Ruel's wrap-up. I do this once a month here on Twitch. I live stream it on Twitch, and then I you know pour it over here for our friends at YouTube. Friends on YouTube, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button, and I'll see you here next month. Hey, by the way, check out the show notes below because I would love to hear number one. Uh, comment on the games that you played but also check out the show that we do at the same time here on twitch called what you played where i talk about the games that you played all right take care see you next month bye you've been listening to the tabletop tonight podcast connect with me on social media at ruel gaviola that's r-u-e-l-g-a-v-i-o-l-a and support the podcast at patreon.com slash ruel gaviola happy gaming